Hi, welcome to The Visitation. I'm Mary Beth Eberhard here with my good friend, Lisa Iglesias. Hi, Mary Beth. Hey, good to see you, lady. We are here again on our front porch with our daughters, and it's pretty cool. Yes. I'm, I'm loving this time with them because Lily's going away to school. You're mm-hmm. Lily. And while well, school's starting up for us, and I know that my head's going to be like... <laughs> You know, eyes on the goal. Yeah, um, that's right. And the goal's far away right now. <laughs> <laughs> but um, hey, ladies, good to see you. Absolutely. Good to see you, too. <laughs> good to see you, too. Hey, mom. Good yeah. to see you, too. <laughs> hey, girl. Um, hey. Hello. <laughs> um, I, I wanted to bring you guys in here today because one thing that um, we love to talk about here is motherhood. And when I was thinking about what the goal of motherhood is... It's really to bring you guys to Jesus, and we get to do that through loving you. And I was reflecting on all of the moments that we give as mothers into forming um, you guys into disciples and into um, growing, helping you grow a relationship with Jesus. I've come to the realization as I've launched a few kids, and um, Lisa, I know you've launched a few out as well, that... I physically, spiritually, like mentally, I can't give you a relationship with Jesus. Mm -hmm. And it's incredibly hard because it's the desire of my heart (laughs) to give that to you. Absolutely. But I can't. And so the ways that, of course, we've done it over the years, um, you know, we can share a few and they'll probably bring back some memories for you. But also, um, I wanted your perspective as to... Like, okay, so we plant these seeds. And Lisa, maybe you can start with what are ways that you've planted seeds? Um, I'll bring you down memory lane before you drop this lady down to college. <laughs> um, but ways, what are ways you've planted seeds? Um, and then maybe we can talk about what, um, you know, how that has borne fruit um, mm-hmm. in your family. Um, well, I think we as parents were probably very much like you and Ryan, as far as like we were involved in ministry, right, as as dating and engaged in married yep. people young. And so I'm not sure if they like really sat down and thought, OK, how am I going to impart some faith into my kids? It was just kind of like life. And um, so but I do remember being um, so my household of littles would have just been four littles. But I know um you have more littles when when you could think back to those you know Mary, right more one more, little two little three more little, hairy four they're still days. there yeah of the young times right and and I remember wishing there was some handbook I could have and sure enough I came across a handbook for Catholic moms by Lisa Hindi mm-hmm. yeah and um, love her. I was actually further along in my I I could have used it like a decade before but um, <laughs> um but it really was awesome to kind of like dig into um, ideas and then thought processes of, of being a Catholic mom. And I, mm-hmm. and I love that because that was good for me. But when you talk about like the seeds of faith, I think for us, it was experiences. Um, I'm, I'm a, a big movie buff. So I like the movies and, um, and uh, their dad uh, is a big experience adventures um different things like that thing. So you know, a big adventure would be to go to adoration. <laughs> mm-hmm. And while Lily was growing up, her brother was doing music in adoration. And um, that was uh, this priceless like moment where time just kind of stopped for us. And there was um, 
different beautiful moments where either by their example of like um, Lily would sometimes go up of asking for intercessory prayer by some of the, mm. the beautiful people who would pray if you wanted prayer. And that would just kind of like move the whole, not congregation, but like the group of us who were there like, whoa, I want faith like that. You know, like right, where I childlike just, childlike faith. I just trust, want faith like that. Right? And, um, and I, I don't, I never said you should go out for prayer. You know, <laughs> the way your week went, you should probably go for prayer. No, I never said that. I didn't think <laughs> that. I would always be very shocked by that happening. And um, so those kind of things, like those experiences where we, you know, maybe we went to a new parish and we, you know, sat in, together and kind of pondered the artwork or, you know, this and that. And what did, what do you remember from this or that? Um, I think similarly. Or some of yours. Well, you know, similarly I've done, um, yes, you know, adoration. I've actually been to adoration with your Lily mm-hmm. when she was little. Mm-hmm. Um, but for me, those those seeds that we've planted has been, you know, all the stories of the saints oh, and yes. celebrating the feast days and um, gosh, you know, bouncing a baby on a hip while father's preaching, you know, pointing out the stations and telling all those little, you know, stories and like, oh, yep, Jesus fell down. Oh, no, he fell down again. And 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 um, it's amazing. I love being Catholic in that way because, you know, the visual of our faith is is so representative in our yeah. parish um, or in our the, the physical structures yes. of our churches. But um, then there comes, you know, like, so we do all these things. There's a lot of doing, right? And then as a mom, we, you know, we can't do as much um, for you to grow that relationship. So how like what's the what's the the springboard or the you know that trampoline moment where it's like boom and here you go and i know technically like we say confirmation right we're like okay you're stepping in you're owning your faith there you go my experience has been that that's not the case correct really that because god you you encounter god in your own individual moments and times and so Maybe, you know, you guys can speak to those moments um, and speak to how you've begun to own your faith and experiences you've had. Yeah, I definitely think for our family, you mentioned adoration and uh, my brother singing. And I think that is so true. Like, um, it was always so normal. Like, our faith was always so normalized. It was such a part of the culture we grew up in. And like my grandfather was a deacon, my dad became a deacon and it was so normalized and so uplifted as such a good thing. And the thing that gets you out of dark places and the thing that is uh, uplifting in your life and journey and throughout our whole family. And I think that you would always just let expose us to it and let us explore our faith. I remember my favorite books being the books of the saints. And I remember very young starting to altar serve, um, being able to right after confirmation, become a Eucharistic minister to lector. I always just wanted to be involved and always allowing and allowing and allowing me to live my faith early on and encouraging it, always encouraging it. Mm -hmm. And it was never something you did only in the good times or in the bad times. It was constant. And I think that then when you're deciding for yourself what your faith will be, it is definitely um, easier to do. Because especially as an 18-year-old going off to college, 
I want to find what is normal for me and what has been normal my whole life. And what was the one normal? Going to mass. What has been the one normal my whole life? Praying, going to adoration. And to be able to take that with me is comforting. It's like, why do so many young adults love Disney? (laughs) Because it's comforting. It reminds you of when you were a kid. Mm -hmm. And when I step into a church, I immediately feel comforted and like, like I, I have hardly had a church where I didn't just want to sit there the whole time. And it's it's beautiful and it's it's always been such a cool thing. Like like I think the saints always were our superheroes. We were never too much into um any like comic books or anything, but the saints were saints were always so cool. What yeah. about you, Lily? Um, I definitely felt like the same with like growing up like I definitely like it it is very comforting to remember all those moments and like it almost is a it's like you're rooted in that like that's who you are and like it it almost like become like that helps you become who you are today um but there is also like with um the like you're growing up with your faith and your parents have like exposed you to the faith there is in the world we're living in like you get exposed to people who are very against the faith oh yes and so then like i think that's how you start like that's when like you start to see like oh this isn't the only way like not everyone goes to church and then that's when like the battle in a way starts for Mm. like you deciding for yourself because once you have like once it's been exposed to you then it doesn't really stop and it's like it becomes your choice in how you handle that in a way also like I was thinking about what you said about like stepping into a church and feeling so comforted. For me, I think the moment where like I decided like this has been recent because like you know I I kind of had this battle like last year like mm. of like did did I really want to go to church? Like is this like is this what I want to do or is this just been like is this just how it was? You know I think that is something that happens with like if you were born Catholic is I think it's almost a little harder to like be like. I don't I, t- I don't want this to just be forced on me like when mm-hmm. when it, when mm-hmm. do I own it um but for me it's like whenever I also step into a church it's more the stillness for me mm. it's not some sometimes it's a mass like sometimes it's in church but usually it's when like I remember walking into a church with my mom and it was pitch black except for the windows and it was silent and that's when I feel God's presence mm. wow like that's that's when it, I always feel it for me and silent adoration has always been very hard for me because I will be very distracted. <laughs> oh, yes, for sure, um, for sure. But I think sometimes just walking to a church where um, it's not, it's technically not like that, like uh, the Eucharist isn't there, like there's no tabernacle. Well, there is a tabernacle, but Jesus isn't there. Um, but like he's still there in the silence in a way where like it's so comforting that like you fall asleep in a way. <laughs> where sometimes, Yes. <laughs> I remember we we actually went to St. Paul's just a couple of weeks ago. We had like, you know, we call it like the holy 15 minutes between yes. someone's basketball practice and, you know, a pickup or something. I and love that. Lily was like, hey, you want to go see Jesus? And I was like, yeah, let's go see Jesus. <laughs> and um, and she said to me, you know, we walked into church. We were, were there and it was so peaceful. And she was like, do you ever just feel like you want to fall asleep here? And, and then she was like, is that bad? Is that like sacrilegious mom? And I was like, no, because, you, you know, you have this image of how much, you know, as a mother, when your child falls asleep with you, you know, like the Lord wants to offer that comfort. And this is not, you know, an advocating of like everybody go to adoration and fall asleep. But the love that you have, like you um, to feel comfortable, like in a um, 
in a peaceful slumbering way, like just to be like, oh, I'm going to just, I feel so at rest here, so peaceful that I could, I could fall asleep. Yeah, I also, I quickly wanted to add, like, I remember saying this too, and it, it honestly, I, I know I said it, but it struck with me for the rest of the while, uh, for like up till now, like too, I still think about it regularly, is where I was thinking, and I said to my mom, I was like, it also, like, I think another reason why it's so peaceful here is because this is where Satan can't reach you. Mm. like this is where your mind is clear like this is why you can sleep because like i i struggle with sleep i know people who struggle with sleep Mm -hmm. is like it's because he's there like because why you could sleep was because satan's not there to distract you like it's Mm, coming because it's just the lord Mm -hmm. you know and then i was like sometimes like while i'm here like i just want to like talk to you and have these deep conversations about the faith because i'm comfortable here talking Mm. about it where there's not that like weird social norm where you're like it's, it's weird to say, hey, mom, can we pray? You know, because like once you step out of those doors of the church, it comes rushing back in yep. a way, you know, um, where like it, that's like you almost see that you're walking into the storm, whereas previously you were in the eye. You yep. Know? yep. Wow. Thanks for joining us here on The Visitation on AM820. We are talking about just the beautiful joy of raising kids here with my good friend Lisa Iglesias. Lily, I loved the way that you talked about the peace and the protection that Jesus offers you. How do you bring that? I guess both Lily's here because we have our daughters, both of them. Um, How do you bring that into your prayer life now? Or how do you um, step that step into that nurture that on your own? I think... Well, personally, I do struggle with this of like praying on a regular basis. Same, like bringing, same. Yeah, <laughs> with bringing that like because again, you've stepped out into the storm. So like Satan's going to do everything he can to Those like distractions are to, there to stop you from praying in a way where usually, you know, it doesn't happen every night. It doesn't, and I will um, try to pray when I can't sleep because. Usually that's when I'm thinking about my day and I'm thinking about everything that happened. Mm -hmm. And then that prevents you from sleeping because you're so worked up about it. Whereas when that happens, I try to pray to God about like what happened and then how to be the best version of myself tomorrow if I was stressing about something I did today, you know. And then usually um, to help me sleep, I remember this one prayer my mom like used to pray to me before I went to bed. It was like this song. It was like, now I lay me down to sleep, pray oh, to you, yes, my soul to keep, yes. see me safely through the night and wake me with the morning light. It was just like, I know everything will be you okay can. tomorrow that because exactly when you see the sunlight, you know, yeah. like th- that's like, cause the sun now reminds me of the sun, you know, um, because the, the light is, it's welcoming. Like once you see that light, you remember that you were gifted with this life in a way that's like, now you're waking up, you know? Where like those daily reminders of like what you've been gifted has kind of helped me start like living that more abundantly through my life of like my faith life and growing it. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. For me, I know like we did the same thing for sure. And I have always same had trouble sleeping. And um, what's interesting is I've been learning about uh, different things that um different uh, mental and psychological things that help me and one is very interesting what what you do every day and where you do it affects how your mind is so if you if your bed is where you sleep then when you get in your bed you'll want to sleep if your bed's where you do homework you will not sleep there 
you will be awake and thinking that you have homework. If you have a place where you go to work, when you get to work, you're like, okay, I'm going to work. If you work from home, you feel that 24 seven and it's not healthy. Mm-hmm. And then another thing is at church, what's interesting is I've been singing now at our church every single time almost. <laughs> every time I'm there, I'm singing. And what it's become is now you'll walk into, I'll walk into a church and it's like, okay, I have to sing, I have to sing, I have to sing, I have to sing. And it's very hard to pray at our parish. And so I've been having to try and be at other churches, try to find, go to the Adoration Chapel if I get there. And it's not something I do enough. And I'm very excited to go to a school which allows me to do that because it's it's hard, you know, like like I'm not trying to discourage anyone from uh, ministering in mass. Please do. Yeah. We need you. But and it sounds um, like you're praying when you're singing. Oh, it's yes. Definitely and you a can. Di- a different yes, depth. A I mean, I know you're, I'm your mom, but oh, yes. it definitely, de- definitely sounds and you And, you, and you do pray whether you're altar serving or uh, being a minister of Holy Communion, but it is definitely a you have to find the space mm-hmm. and it is a challenge i think many priests could um identify with that or even you know anyone who's in ministry identifies that you know you want to go somewhere and you're like oh i just gotta um pray or you know i had an instance where you know like i i got in the car i was frustrated with i don't even remember which child it was right <laughs> and so i'm driving to um the chapel and i get there and i'm like i'm just gonna be with jesus and and i get in there and someone stops me and they're like oh I just love the way you mother your children and you're just like, you're such a saint. And I'm thinking, oh my gosh, I do not feel like a saint right now. I'm like, and and I don't want to be on show. I just want to be with Jesus, right? So I actually didn't go in the chapel. I went in the sanctuary, like found a back corner. No one was in there. And I was like, okay, here we are. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And, and I want, you know, I pray for our priests who like, you know, we're like, oh my gosh, how blessed are they? They have 24-hour access to Jesus, but not really because like they're right there and then you can almost imagine someone being like, oh, excuse me, Father, yeah. I just talked to you for a second. Yeah. And you're like, oh man, that that man needs his time to be his, his well-filled, yeah. right? What? So Lily, I hear that you sing. Um, I know that you sing, but you, you know you're sharing that as far as um, a way that you give. Does that fill your well and then also Lily E, my Lily. I could be like your Lily, my Lily. Um, <laughs> but, um, you know, what do you guys do to fill that well, um, nurture that relationship with Jesus? Yeah, at home, I'm definitely with Lily E in the fact that <laughs> daily prayer is a struggle. But I found that what works for me is writing to God. And it always has Mm -hmm. since middle school. I always kept a journal, never wrote to myself, could not understand the concept of dear diary. I'm like, who the, whose diary? Like what, (laughs) whose diary? I don't understand. And so being able to just write to Jesus and tell him everything that's going on is, that's my form of prayer daily and being able to just talk to him randomly. Um, my mom knows that I've had struggles with cars recently. My car has broken down twice and I was in an accident as well. And my car instantly went from being the place where I would pray and talk to God to the place where I'm like, God, just let me get home, please. <laughs> and um, it's, it's, but like, um, so for me, it's more just talking to God throughout the day. If I can get on a walk, I will be praying that mm-hmm. entire walk. 
while I listen to my music. <laughs> and um, but also a thing that is interesting for prayer and school for me is I have been able to focus on school for the first time in a long time um, why taking learning about different um, coping things for ADHD and I'm not diagnosed or anything but it has helped me tremendously and in prayer as well and so like I say I can take a go to uh, have a good prayer if I'm walking what like that is constant noise but if I have constant noise I'm able to actually focus on something and if I'm writing then I'm not just sitting there and while all of uh, sitting there and praying is good for me and I try to get some time in a week it's it's so hard for me and and like that's why it's good for me at mass to be singing or altar serving or serving in some way <laughs> yeah lily how about you yeah i've definitely uh seen that for me with like at mass needing to do something i always loved altar serving because i felt like i was still doing something but it was for the lord yes in a way, you know um and then also you were talking about a car it reminded me of cars i don't know and uh i was thinking Another, like, I also love to sing. So another way I try to bring Jesus into my life and, like, on a regular basis is when, like, you know those feelings when, like, you just feel so incapable of praying, you know, where it's, like, this just this massive mental block yes. where you feel like, I, I just desperately want to pray, but I can't, mm -hmm. you know? I will, I have this shared uh, playlist with my mom of worship music, and usually like i'll try to like make that step of turning that on in the car mm. or like I, I personally get car sick where like i get tremendous headaches and so sometimes that can be peaceful and distracting um so i'll try to do that in the car also sometimes at night when i'm trying to get that nightly prayer in, i will turn on music and yes. like, put that in my ears because that can lull you to sleep you know yeah. i mean that's the beauty of praise music right because it it um when we don't have the words um it it you know it, it draws you in the right? feelings Right. And sometimes I take um, those lyrics. I think um, we talked about this, um, Lily and I, about um, just writing them down. Kind of, I used to be like in my journal, have it, it had to be all written neatly in, in lines. Right. And now there's like words, and, and I've like uh, printed out lyrics and put them in so that I can go back and I'm like, oh, yeah, you know, that's the one. Um, okay, so um, in, in great charity and mercy, could you share with us something that maybe did not? help to foster um, your faith and i know uh, i don't you don't have to go into detail please right. but just something, we'll still love you we'll something still very love you. very brief that you could share with us that um maybe to steer away from that maybe it's well intended but really doesn't hit or didn't hit for you hmm. any lily can answer it. okay do you <laughs> I'll go. Apparently, um, mine knows right away. So <laughs> um, I got the look, guys. I got the mom look. Um, that's how you know we were talking in the car. <laughs> yeah. So personally, this is this is a personal thing. So like it, this doesn't have to be for everyone. Sure. Um, personally, I struggle with youth groups. I struggle with the community aspect of it, where sometimes it feels like. If you're not bringing people, you're not contributing. Yes. Or the this also comes along with growing up in the faith is you already know everything. Like you're like mm -hmm. they're they're going to give a talk and you're like, ooh, it's this talk again, <laughs> <laughs> yay. <laughs> or like and then you again that makes you steer your head like your head's not there anymore. You know, like it's somewhere off because you're like I I've I heard this last. So would week. you say that it's like a a pressure? A pressure to like be there in a way. Um. 
So like a parental, like, so like it, something that hasn't worked might be like um, when dad or I might have been like, nope, you, 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 know, you gotta go. Gotta go, gotta go, gotta go, yeah, gotta go. Because I feel like sometimes there is a pressure to go to youth group um, like at your church where I think you need to go to the youth group that helps you, that brings you closer to God. Mm-hmm. Amen. Because, Amen that. yeah, because um, youth groups, they're meant to have community with, like, at least for mine, like teens to bring them together to God, you know? Whereas for me, like, personally, that didn't really help. So I've been working on, like, finding a youth group that suits for me because that, that brings, to bring me closer to God. So that's something I've struggled with. recommendation. I know. I love the vine. (laughs) The vine. I love the vine. (laughs) But, but on ways that, that didn't help. Okay, so go ahead. Ready, Um, shoot, ready, go. Go. Probably. It's okay. uh, You really don't know. I, I, I remember that as a kid, it was hard to accept that everything was true when it was it was more of um it's always less for me been a struggle against atheism and more of a struggle on um me being such a part of the church and why like like i always i always struggled with um how was this passed down And it was only when I really dived into history and the reason why Catholic Cancers is my most viewed page. Like, there's a reason for that. There's a reason for that. (laughs) And to get the questions answered. And not that you guys wouldn't answer questions, but it wasn't wasn't always laid out. The catechism wasn't as prevalent. Like, oh, just go there. (laughs) Mostly I I didn't know. I think it's easy as a parent to to feel um, not worthy. Um, like, oh, I don't have the answers or things like that. And so, you know, as we wrap this up today, I just think, um, you know, maybe we'll end with this little prayer, which is, you know, Lord, help um, help draw us together as parents and children. Help um, us nurture in them a, a love for you. But also, Lord, put on our hearts the, the wisdom to listen and hear and see you working in their lives. Give us the grace to step back and let you do the work and and to pray, to pray, to lean into them. And um, Lord, just nurture the relationships between sons and daughters and parents. We ask this in your name. Amen. 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 Father, Son, Father, Son Holy, Holy Spirit, Spirit. Amen. All right, amen. ladies, I just want to thank you for joining us on the porch today. Thank we'll you. see you next time. Thank you.